Hello, hello, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 4, Episode 8. Things I wish I knew when I was starting my career. Today's episode is about networking and carrying on conversations. So let's take a quick look back. Season 4, which will be a 10-episode season, this being Episode 8, has all been about things I wish I knew when I was starting my career. A couple of caveats. First, I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm just trying to share some insights about experiences I've had that I think might be useful for you. I think about my children. I've got, I've got four boys. They're all in their 20s, and they're all kind of at various early stages of their careers. And I think of things that I wish I could tell them that they would instantly accept. Now they're my children, so they probably won't, but instantly accept um, to make their careers easier. And I think about you know people who are in their 20s, but this isn't just for people in their 20s, because there are people in their 30s or 40s who want a tidbit, want a tip, want something that will make their lives a little bit easier, make their careers a little bit more successful. Um, and make them a little bit happier in their jobs. So these tips are really designed for that. I'm not creating courses. I'm not doing a full course on business writing or negotiation or today's topic of networking and carrying on conversations. It's not a course. It's just 20-ish minutes (laughs) of some insights and experiences I've had that hopefully uh, are useful for you. Now, why did I decide to come up with today's topic of, of um, networking and carrying on conversations? Really simple. Because it's not easy and it's not fun. And I have to be honest with you, most people who know me personally would say, oh, Mitch, he's great at carrying on a conversation. So social, so easy to speak with. Um, look, I think most people would say those sorts of things about me. Truth is, if I know I'm going to a dinner with, I don't know, it could be two or three or four people, it could be a, a business function with 100 people, my first reaction is usually, ugh, I don't really want to go. I have to be switched on. I have to be on my best behavior. I have to be focused on facts and information, and it's work. It's hard work. And, you know, it's especially hard work when you don't have a plan and a purpose. And over the years, I've come upon a few easy things that help me plan and have a purpose for those business functions. And it just makes them a lot easier, makes them more effective, makes them more meaningful, makes them, you know, have a more of a purpose down the road, but it also makes it easier to just go. So I'm going to share a story with you. And this story is really kind of like the result of what these business or, or, um, work-related events should be like. And so here's the story, and I'll build off the story. So this is a story about a dinner party that I had at my house a while ago, probably 10 years ago. And it's a story about a friend of mine named Gary, 
who is a journalist, works in the news industry, and a cousin of mine named Ellen. So Ellen and Barry were sitting, uh, Ellen and Gary were sitting next to each other at, at dinner. And it was about 10, 12 people. I think it was about 12 people. And it was a sit-down dinner, so it wasn't a stand-around cocktail party type of thing. It was go over to the kitchen. We have a, 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 an island in the kitchen. We laid out all the food. People took their plates. They, they filled up their plates with food. They came back to the dining room table. They sat down. We all sat down, and we ate. And Gary and Ellen were in a deep conversation. Um, it had to last at least half the dinner. And they were huddled over, they were talking softly, they were smiling, they were engaged. And I'm like, wow, they're really hitting it off. So the dinner ends, people start to leave, Gary and his wife leave, Ellen and her husband kind of stick around. They're like the last ones hanging around. We're cleaning up dishes, you know, um, Ellen is actually with me at the kitchen sink. And she says, that Gary, what an interesting person. And I said, really? You seem to be hitting it off. What was it about Gary that was so interesting? And she's like, I can't put my finger on it. He's just such an interesting person. And I said, did he tell you some stories about his job, some interesting interviews or assignments or stories that he did? I mean, he's actually won awards. For his journalism. She's like, not specifically. So I said, so is it something personal? Did did Gary tell you about his family or his vacation spot that he likes to go to or some of his hobbies? Something about Gary that was super interesting to you. She's like, nope, nothing, nothing like that. And I said, so what is it that you and Gary were talking about? She's like, I, we were talking about my job. Like, oh, Ellen, they were talking about, you were talking about your job. She's like, yes, he has such interesting questions about trips I've been on and projects I've worked on and people I've worked with. And he asks such insightful questions that it seemed like he actually knew me and knew my business because he, he, he would ask follow-up questions and he seemed so interested. I said, hmm. So you don't really know anything about Gary, other than the fact that he likes to allow you to speak about yourself. I didn't say that, by the way, because Ellen would have hated me. But in my head, I said, hmm, interesting. Gary is the most interesting person because he allowed Ellen to talk about herself. So I tell that story because it's a true story. Names protected to, or changed to protect the innocent. However. Names changed, story factual. And I tell that story because it's a bit of my new go-to when I'm setting myself up or getting myself ready to go to a business function or a dinner or an event or a lunch with people that aren't like my friends or family or my chosen hangout people. And here's the formula. The formula I use is to figure out ways to make the conversation about the other person and to learn something interesting. I, I, in fact, this is how I would start. 
I would start if I were if this if I was listening to this podcast, I would start by going to these functions and say, I'm gonna learn something that I don't know about one person. One person at that function that I don't know already. And if you start there, it's gonna quickly build to learning lots of things about a person or lots of things about multiple people. But keep it simple, start with one person, let me learn something that I don't know about them today. And how do we do that? Well, there's a few ways to do that. First, if you know who you're gonna be with, and I've said this on other podcasts, do a little research. I love, this is gonna sound a little creepy, but I love stalking people on social media. Because it's one thing to go on LinkedIn and say, oh, I know where they went to university, or I know what their college major was, or I see who they're connected with, who I'm also connected with in the business world. All of those are useful points. I always look at LinkedIn. So that's cool, but that's not super cool. (laughs) What's super cool is really going on to social media and really learning what makes this person tick. You know, are they posting lots of pictures of their children, of their hobby, of places they like to go, of things that they've, you know, current events that, you know, um, social issues that, that are important to them. You really can gain a lot. Are they the type of person who posts these memes with sayings about, you know, it's not about the, the, the destination, it's about the journey. Are they that, that kind of thoughtful person? Are they posting pictures of going on vacation? Are they posting political things? You, you really get to learn a lot about a person by what they post. So I always like to stalk people. Not everyone is stalkable. Some people don't post on social media or their accounts are private. But even by Googling them, you can learn something. Did they just run a 5K? Um, are they involved in their local food pantry. I mean, there's a million things you can learn when you find that. Now, sometimes you go to business events and you don't know who you're going to hang out with. So you can't really research them. Either way, whether you research someone or not, there's a useful trick that I like to use. And yes, always ask open-ended questions, but let, let me go one step beyond that. I like to have a few interesting open questions in my pocket. And I got this trick by um, from this program that I, I subscribe to. I mentioned this before on my phone. There's, there's an app. It's, it costs money. It's called Masterclass. And it's a series of, of videos presented by experts on... Various topics, all kinds of topics, photography, cooking, playing chess, business writing, all kinds of classes. And usually a class is like between 8 and 12 sessions. The videos are usually between 5 and 15 minutes. No homework, just watching. David Sedaris um, taught a class on storytelling and humor. And he's a quirky guy, very interesting. And here's something that I took from that masterclass and I use it. And it is to ask pointed and unusual questions. Now, he's a little bit out there, so I'm not even going to get into some of the questions he asks. But here are some of the questions that I ask 
that that where I was inspired by this masterclass. So, for example, I might say, so let me ask you a question. Love to hear your thoughts on this. If you could have dinner with any person in the history of time, who would you have dinner with and why? And, and run with that. Hear what they have to say. Ask follow-up questions. You can be prepared with your answer um, to that question as well, but it's really about the other person. And why did they choose a particular person and why? Or if you could snap your fingers and be anywhere on the planet Earth right now, where would you be and why? Again, you can have a whole conversation around that, and you can learn a lot about the person. Now, why, why am I doing this? A couple of reasons. A, it makes the whole social event, the whole networking event, so much easier because you're not sitting there switched on trying to think of things to talk about and trying to show how smart you are. You're just having a conversation about something that is interesting to the person that you're speaking with. Secondly, you can learn so much about the person and you can draw on those learnings in future connections. You know, you walk into a meeting and you see someone who told you a whole story about how they wish they could have dinner with Nelson Mandela or Kamala Harris or Mick Jagger. It doesn't matter. You can then, next time you see them, reference it in a meaningful way. Um, I know you wish I know you wish you were having dinner with LeBron James. I see he scored 30 points last night uh, against the Bucks and the Lakers won. Again, boom, connection. And you can see where that takes you. Oh. I know that you admired um Nelson Mandela. You know, I just read one of his books. And I, I thought I'd share it with you. Again, your connection's so much deeper than walking into a room at the next time you see the person being like, how's work treating you? <laughs> how's the family? Nice weather we're having. This is deeper and more meaningful, and you're building upon things in a relationship. Just because you ask some open-ended questions, which you were doing to make things easier on yourself at a business function and to learn something about someone. So I think about Gary. And I think about that, the dinner at my house with Ellen, and he's a journalist. And so he's naturally asking questions and, and, and inquiring. But we can do the same thing. We can become those investigative journalists by asking interesting questions, carrying on a conversation, and, make, and learning something about someone. The other thing I do, and... Um, you're going to think I'm a little bit geeky, but I always, after the dinner, I, I write down a page of notes. Who did I meet? What was the tidbit I learned? Met Michael, interested in having dinner with Albert Einstein. Boom. You know, maybe there was a tidbit about, you know, being, being highly intelligent around people who are less intelligent and wanting to know what that was like. I wrote, I write that down and I have, so I have this app on my iPad, it's called GoodNotes and that app allows you to write, to, to have um, notebooks for, for different topics and you can categorize those notebooks and put them in files. So I have files 
on clients that I work on. I've got files on people on my team. I've got files on networking. And you can search it by person. So I know that if, if Michael wants to have dinner with Albert Einstein and I'm going to go with a meeting with Michael, I always go into Good Notes, put in Michael's name. And I remember, oh, right, Einstein. I'm going to mention that when I see him. I'm going to have an Albert Einstein quote to throw at Michael when I see him, make that connection. So don't know, So just after you have those networking events, take some notes, put them somewhere you can find them, and, and reference them because it becomes part of your portfolio about the people that you're networking with. Look, this isn't all about making relationships and all about um, earning new business. This isn't just a business thing. <laughs> you know, I've got four sons. Now, they don't always listen to me, but, and by the way, I wasn't great at this either, but I think about like when they're going out on a date with a girl. <laughs> and the advice I always give them is make sure you don't talk too much about yourself. Make sure you, you, you let the girl talk about herself. In fact, make sure she speaks mostly about herself. If she asks you a question, of course, answer it. But leave the, the, the floor open. Ask open-ended questions about whatever to find out what she's interested in. And then show that you're interested. Wow, you like to ski? I'm not a skier, but like I like going to a, a ski lodge and, and sipping kind of hot cocoa and watching the skiers. Tell me why you like to ski. When did you start skiing? Oh, that sounds great. I would be interested in learning how to ski, but more importantly, I just love the winter. And all of a sudden, you're engaging with the person at their level on something they're interested in. So it's not just about business. It's about personal going on a date, going out with a friend, these kind of networking skills, open-ended questions, being an investigative journalist, learning about the person, taking notes, drawing on those notes for the next time you meet them are all skills <clears throat> that make us much, much better at networking and carrying on conversations. So, there you have the Meet Mediocrity podcast, season four, episode eight, around networking and carrying on conversations. A couple of other important Meet Mediocrity things. So, thing one, I still have kind of, I think, two dozen Meet Mediocrity t-shirts left, uh, which means I've gotten rid of a lot, <laughs> or I've sold some, I've given some away. I'm ready to give away the rest. So if you want to meet Mediocrity t-shirt, please send me a direct message on Instagram, Facebook. Go to the Meet Mediocrity website. Contact Mitch. Ask me for a t-shirt. All I need is the size, the color, and your address. And I'll send it to you free. I'll even pay for the shipping. I'm done with the t-shirts, okay? And um, I've got... Four colors, I've got three of each in my Mitch wardrobe. Uh, time to give away the rest, so request a t-shirt. Second thing, the Meet Mediocrity newsletter is an email that comes out once a week. It's getting a lot of nice reviews. It's, you know, I, when I, I talked about in my business writing episode, I believe in keeping things short, scannable, and easy to get information out of. 
So this newsletter is not something that you need to kind of print out and spend hours reading. It's something you can look at in anywhere from 20 seconds to five minutes. And that's kind of it. But you'll get a lot of useful tidbits. It's entertaining. And it also tells you like what you've missed and what is coming up when it comes to the Meet Mediocrity podcast and the Meet Mediocrity YouTube channel, which has videos and you know versus the podcast, which is just audio. So the Meet Mediocrity world is flourishing. Your support is greatly appreciated. Um, we just hit 3,000 followers on Instagram, so something's working. We're about to hit 10,000 listens to the Meet Mediocrity podcast episode in terms of downloads. So we're moving forward. We're having fun. We're getting t- towards the end of season four. Things I wish I knew when I was starting my career. Season five is all going to be back to interviewing interesting guests. I've already recorded half a dozen interviews towards season five. I've got another 10 lined up and ready to roll. So season five is rolling. Season four is is coming to a conclusion. Expect season five to start sometime in probably late November, early December. And uh, we're moving forward. If there's anything that you'd like to hear in the Meet Mediocrity podcast, please let me know. If you're enjoying Meet Mediocrity, please tell your friends and family. And until next time, I ask that you continue to stay safe, be healthy, have fun, keep smiling, get outdoors, get outside, enjoy the fresh air. Take care, everyone.